0: Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM eighty nine point three. Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM eighty nine point
1: three. Neil, this week there was an interesting test trial of a autonomous drone taxi service in Singapore. I don't even know how to. Uh, no, how to describe it, but maybe you can help us out. What struck you about that, besides all of the obvious? Things?
0: Well, <laughs> yes, I mean a flying taxi, <laughs> resembling a helicopter uh. but with more rotors, because that's what we need—something big and clumsy and loud. It and actually th- just looked like a large drone, right? Yes, yeah. uh, white, white coloured. It, and- it took off on Tuesday as a test case to show whether it's a feasible option. This company. Uh, Volocopter 2X, sounds something out of Terminator, Mm. have been developing their version of the air taxi for a while now. And it took off for three minutes. It was part of the, get this, Intelligent Transport Systems World Congress, of course it was, Mm. that was at Suntec City uh, this week. And what I find fascinating about this, Glenn, is that the company have been in talks with the Singapore, Aviation Authority of Singapore for a while now, as well as many countries around the world, many of whom have turned it down. But of course, Singapore's like, sure, <laughs> come on down. You we'll know, take it. <laughs> if you've got the funding and the whatever, come on down. So this thing, the Volocopter Two X, the plan is for it to be a commercial service, roughly the price of a limousine. So straight away, you're pricing out the common man, um, and it will take uh, uh, tourist flights primarily, I think from Marina Bay to Sentosa, okay. short flight, so yep. I get that, and possibly Changi Airport to the CBD area, Marina Bay again, for, again, VIP travellers, whatever. Must stress, it hasn't been approved yet by authorities, but mm. this is how I see it, Glenn. I wonder how you see it. This is an electronically powered drone with 18, count them, 18 rotors, um, it will be electric, I understand, so that part of it is good. It Design means that it flies more quietly than helicopters, which is also good. It's either flown by a pilot with a, a joystick or remotely from the ground. <coughs> Not sure about that one. <laughs> it can only travel with a, a weight of 200 kg, so that's really only two adults, realistically, right? Two sure. adults and maybe a child and can travel up to 110 kilometers an hour. So only two people... It's going to be reasonably costly, the price of a limousine ride. So straight away, let's be honest, it's for tourists and for the wealthy. I'm just thinking that's what we need in the CBD right now. There already is so much space and and air space and ground space and floor space and traffic space that that's just what we need helicopters flying
1: around the CBD for rich people. You are such a curmudgeon. I cannot even believe how exciting a new technology is where you could actually take an air taxi, avoid the traffic. Avoid the peasants. Avoid the poor people. <laughs> well, That's what you really Why is it saying? coming down to a class thing with you It's this. always
0: a class thing with me, Glenn, because I'm from the proud working classes. I'm a heartlander. Me Everybody too. who knows me knows that. You are as well. I have worked my butt off all of my life. Of course you have. And the point is, <laughs> if it's the price of a limousine, it's for limousine guests that makes it sure. 60 70 80 bucks now i also see that it will be a novelty as a tourist as a local right yeah i'd go on it once i'd go it's like the it's like the what do you call that the flyer the singapore flyer yeah, yeah. i'd go on it once i don't need to see the view time and time again i'll go on it once and likewise singaporeans may go on it once from marina bay to sentosa after that you're looking at tourists primarily as your right. primary source of income and you're looking at High end travellers. I don't know. Look, if it was in the countryside, if it was a hot air balloon in the Australian outback, sure. It's fine. Do we really have the space? Do we really have the noise control? Fair enough. Fair That's enough.
1: All. And and you know even the the guys that were in charge of the say they they all recognize that there are a lot of different items here that have to be considered. Right. What do you do about the infrastructure? What do you do? Where does it take off? Where does it land? Exactly. It needs space. We all know that. Um, but I think as a test bed, it's quite interesting. And you got to start somewhere, right, with these things. Yeah. Um, and Singapore, of course, as you know, over the decades has has pride uh, taken great pride in the fact that they have. A Allow different types of technology to be tested here, um, in a way that cannot be tested maybe in some other in some other places. This one obviously needs a lot of regulation around it. You know the air the air corridors and the various uh, different things that would have to come and follow this sort of thing. I think it's really exciting. I you know there is that comment that okay. If, Right, you know, at the moment, the last place that we can still count on there being sort of relative peace and quiet is directly above us, exactly in the sky. And now we're turning into Back to the Future, and and you know, now if we start, you know, this this kind of stuff, uh, you know, drone drone taxis, then that's going to go away. <clears throat> Might add a certain level of stress to people, but who knows, right? Yeah, give it a try. But
0: you make a good point about the space in the sky. Mm. Without getting to. You know, hippie about it. There is something to be said for that. I mean, I saw this uh, optometrist once. This he, he was more than that. I forget the exact term, but he was a he was a real eye specialist. Mm. And I asked him that that question: Why does Singapore have, unfortunately, one of the highest myopia rates in the world? In fact, arguably the highest. Mm-hmm. You know, most of our children are wearing spectacles by the time they get to seven, eight years right, old. Right? right. And he said, "There's a genetic component to it." I've yes. heard that. Asians are more predisposed to myopia. That's a part of it. The study thing, also the third factor that takes Singapore over the edge of other Asian countries is what? Any ideas? No. We don't train the eye often enough to look far. Oh. Because we don't have to. Because we literally can't. Oh, that's. And it's a fair point because if you we're walled in. If you step anywhere in Singapore, you're distance, your eye range is never realistically going to be more about 20 or 30 sure. meters before you're blocked by another apartment block yep. and so on and so on. So he used to say to me in all seriousness, because my myopia really increased once I got to Singapore, I wear lenses or glasses all the time. And he said to me, literally, I have a, like most Singaporeans, I have a block facing mine. He said, look through the gaps, mm. train your eye, like you're, hmm. like you're focusing a telescope, hmm. train your eye on the furthest point you can. Yeah. Do it every 20 minutes away from your laptop and I do it and since then my eyesight hasn't deteriorated any further he also says very John Lennon Look up at the sky. <laughs> and, and, and true, I always say this to young Singaporeans. Look up at the sky. Train your eye to look as far away as possible to, to try and hold off that myopia. Now we're going to have helicopters everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so look at that helicopter. Look at that helicopter. I know it's not really going to be like that. And yes, all jokes aside, why not? Test it. Let's have a look. Let's, yeah. let's set up the helipads. But the key point that you mentioned there... Singapore already has very strict laws when it comes to drones. Absolutely. we had And for very understandable a- and security. The aircraft cor-
1: and the aircraft corridors as well, yeah. obviously. Right? For
0: strict yeah. economic and security and
1: aviation reasons.
0: Yeah. We, have a, we have a small country. We have thousands of planes coming into one of the world's busiest airports all the time. So we have, as you say, very controlled air corridors, very strict security. There's been already a number of fines imposed for drones that flew over the wrong yeah. areas. Yeah. So all of this obviously will have to be taken into account. Let's have a go. I mean, if you stick it on a helipad in Sentosa... And you fly it somewhere around where the port is now, but won't be for much longer.
1: Mm, around mm, Marina Bay, mm. you know why not? You know, mm. I think the tourists will like it. I think it's interesting. You know, when, when I remember back in my days in Hong Kong, and the Peninsula Hotel on Kowloon's side has a helipad, and they offered helicopter trips back and forth between the airport and the town, right? Right. For, for the well-heeled, obviously, it's a, it's not a it's not a something for the masses. But you know, could there be could there be something like that where somebody who is a tourist coming in to check? then takes their helicopter, you know, drone uh, to their hotel, you know, at the Shangri-La or something like that. Right. So something that would take 20 or 30 minutes. Maybe they can do it in five or 10. Possibly. I don't the, know. The
0: positive argument is you're taking one extra limousine, one extra Chrysler or whatever it may be off the road. Mm. So that's the positive. My negative would always be in the age of. Of our environmental obsession, and quite rightly so, we might not like it, but the more bodies we can put into one vehicle be it a bus, a train, or a water taxi the better. Now, that's the thing I would, that's the point I would make. We've tried for many, many years to to really increase our water taxi services, and it just hasn't taken off. In the 20 years I've been here, we have a river that has been the lifeblood of Singapore since since the boogish traders. It's the reason Raffles landed here, docked here, Mm. in the first place, Mm. was the Singapore River. Mm. We're not making enough of that. So for whatever reason, cost is one. Those water taxis are not inexpensive. And they're still a lot cheaper than I think a helicopter would be. I would I would primarily focus more on that. Move bodies around the water from here to here. You know, you'd get on at Robertson Key, you get off at your your CBD tower block in uh, Raffles Place. Hmm. That would be my priority. But I look if it let's just say if it takes one or two rich guys out of the traffic jams,
1: it's not the worst <laughs> thing I've heard in the well, world. Hey, and don't forget, you know, back at the turn of the century, going into the nineteen hundreds. Automobiles were only for the very wealthy, right? True, very true. And that became democratized very quickly. So is there a possibility that Technology, whatever the new technology is, like this one, could it eventually, some, yeah, yeah. you know, be something for the masses? Maybe, right? but you've depressed me now, Glenn, because you've brought in the car analogy,
0: and I always say that <laughs> I am the blacksmith of the 21st century because I'm a writer <laughs> of books, and I say I am that blacksmith watching the Model T
1: Fords go past as I shoe another horse, going ah, they'll never take on, have, have <laughs> you you, don't, they'll never take on. Have you considered what your environmental, uh, what your environmental footprint is by? killing all the trees that your books kill. I know, I know. You're you know? absolutely right. I mean, I know. in an age when books don't have to be on paper, you are still producing <laughs> paper books, and what, 30 of them? I mean, Neil, you alone Thank you for are that. responsible Thank you for, that for the decline of our Western
0: civilization. Thank you for that, because everybody knows I'm a teetotal vegetarian hippie, so I can imagine car drivers right now going, hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. <laughs> exactly. All I would Thank say... Thank you for saying it. All I would say... <laughs> Is that <laughs> physical book sales are in terminal decline, <laughs> and most of my books are now electronic. In fact, all of my books are also available on all electronic devices. So I even got a plug-in mm. right there, and audio books with Storytel. So all of my books are available across a plethora of platforms.
1: Well, we started with drone taxis. We finished, of course, with Neil Humphreys. All roads. All roads lead to Neil. Even
0: helicopter roads (laughs) lead back to me.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at
0: moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.